0: We're Aaron and Dave Tashin, co-hosts of the Mindful Educators podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Dina Perrault, who is the founder of the award-winning STEM plus arts program for youth of color called iUrban Teen. Lots to learn today. You're going to love this conversation. Hey, uh, before you go, could you do me a favor? You know, it would be really awesome if you would open up that Apple podcast app or that Google podcast app or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on and uh, went in there and rated and reviewed Teaching, Learning, Leading, K-12. Hmm? Could you do that for me? That'd be awesome. And then, by the way, while you're there, why don't you uh, share it and subscribe? Thanks for listening. Enjoy. You know, a couple of years ago, my uh, my wedding band started having problems. And I've had it for 34 years, and uh, it started breaking at, at the backside of it, and we got it fixed a couple of different times. And then, eventually, not too long ago, one of those that backside just fell out and it couldn't be fixed any longer. And I'm like, this is crazy. I, you know, I shouldn't have to deal with this. And, and so anyway, then a friend told me about, uh, Boone titanium rings and, uh, which is at boonrings.com, And they had this incredible selection of titanium rings and, and, uh, I now have a titanium ring as my wedding band. What's really cool is like it's an engraved ring that has uh, these cool car pistons on it and some stars. And and I could have chosen from any kind of different st- uh, styles. As well as they have all these other different types of rings, like uh, inlays that have meteorite, wood, acrylic, stone, and things like that. They also make uh, carved rings and, and a, just a, an assortment of other rings that uh, are just pretty amazing. They also make pendants and cufflinks and earrings, and as well as a couple different types of tools. Um, I got to tell you something it's really cool because this ring's not going to break <laughs> and uh they, they'll make you happy and uh just as a note uh, teaching learning leading k12 um they've become an affiliate sponsor for us and so if you were to use our code which is capital t capital l capital l capital k the number 12 and uh, use that at checkout you get 10 percent off your ring and uh teaching learning leading k12 gets a commission i think you're going to love their rings i know i'd love mine <music> Dina Perot is a social entrepreneur and the founder of the award-winning and nationally recognized STEM Plus Arts Program for Youth of Color called iUrbanTeen. She most recently co-founded and launched Black Women in STEM 2.0. Ms. Perot is a highly sought-after diversity strategist and international speaker. Ms. Perot has an extensive background in both public and private sector organizations. She has served on several boards and commissions, including a gubernatorial appointment to the Commission on African American Affairs in the state of Washington. She has designed and implemented a variety of innovative equity-focused programs and consults with global technology firms on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging best practices. Honors and awards uh, for Dina are – as follows, uh, Legacy Award, World Affairs Council 2020, Essence Magazine Top 50 Black Female Founders 2018, Essence Magazine Top Black Women in STEM 2017, Washington State African American Achievement Award 2017, Clark College Iris Award 2017, Alpha Kappa Alpha Global Impact Award 2016, Whitney M. Young Award 2015, White House Champion of Change for Technology Inclusion 2013, Ebony Magazine Power 100 List 2013, Rockefeller Innovation Award nominee 2013, Business Journal Orchid Award Award 2013 and the DELTA's Women of Excellence Award 2011. Dina, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me today and say hi to everyone.
0: Well Stephen, thank you for having me. It's a joy to be here with you today.
1: Well I'm glad that you're you're here and uh, before we start talking about iUrban uh, Teen and STEM, let's talk about you. In 2013 you were recognized as a White House Champion of Change for Technology Inclusion. Could you share what you were doing that led to that recognition?
0: Well, you know, I created this program um, out of just pure heart work, right? I was a commissioner here in the state of Washington, and all of our ethnic commissions were looking at the opportunity gap, especially for youth of color, you know, with, with them being marginalized, disenfranchised, incarcerated, all of those things. But then I was also asked to participate on a chief information officer council in Portland, Oregon. And when I first went to the very first meeting, I noticed that I was it for diversity. There was no one else that looked like me in that room. And so I instantly started thinking, well, we have these youth of color who are being marginalized, left on the fray, no opportunities being shown, and no sense of engagement. But we have what's here in this room right now that makes a huge difference. And this is where the opportunities are. So how can I bridge this divide? And that's when I came up with I Urban Team, which is an intentional pathway to share with youth of color and others, the variety of STEM career opportunities. And we were thriving so well, meaning such a grassroots organization. We had people coming from far away to come to participate in our events. And little did I know, That some of our executive council members and some of our parents were the ones that submitted my nomination in to the White House for this honor and I was selected so I am so I am still so blessed and honored with that that experience.
1: That's very cool. Thank you. That's oh, well, Congratulations, even though I know it's a few years back, but that's awesome. Um, so, so let's shift to iUrbanTeen. In the 2020 Impact Report, this is noted, iUrbanTeen's program is built on the belief that black and brown youth need to see themselves represented in STEAM professionals in order to visualize such a career for themselves. Can you talk a little bit about how you started this focus and what did iUrbanTeen look like in the beginning? You know, how's it transformed?
0: Well, you know, um, and I, I come from that belief if, if you can see it, you can be it, right? And so a lot of our, our families, a lot of our parents didn't really even know people in these professions. you know. So who could their kids even look to or even model after? So that's why for me, I always instilled or made sure that when we had people volunteering for our events, teaching our courses, our workshops, or having those type of panel discussions, that they represented the student body that was attending our events, right? So we had, you know, African Americans, uh, Latinx community members or professionals, Native American, you know, Asian, so that they can see that, wow, you know, I can, I can do that too. This space is open for me. So that's why we had that intentional focus on making sure that that there is representation. The other thing is um, uh, when we started out, how it looked, we were so bootstrapped, grassroots, but it was, but it was so cool still, still, because it was a, a grassroots community focused family focus, which we still are, because I always say you honor the families by inviting them in. So that very first summit that we had at Washington State University campus in Vancouver, when the parents came to drop off the kids, you know, they saw this stuff happening and they asked, can I stay? And I was like, definitely, sure, come on, stay. You know, that started our family engagement model, you know. And so the families, the beauty of this is that the families are learning right along with their teens. And then I said, okay, I intentionally wanna keep this going because if the parents hear this, they see it, they start understanding it, they can help keep the conversations going on at home. In fact, really quick, one of the stories that we had from one of our alumni students now, but they were, they were very young when we first started, uh, two brothers, um, their mom, Angelique, told me, a couple of years later, you know, thank you for what you're doing because it was like pulling teeth, getting Marcus and Marquis to talk about school or what did they want to do in the future. Now, every time we go to an iUrban teen event, we talk hours about the possibilities, right? So not only are we exposing these kids to these opportunities, but we're helping even with that dynamic, with the communication with the parents at home.
1: That's very cool, because that is definitely so. I mean, they, it uh, they you know it, it kind of seems like it would generate a two-way conversation where it's you know, mm-hmm. not just parents talking about stuff; it's also then the kids coming back and saying, "Hey, I got you know I got thoughts about this." So
0: yeah, well, you know the, the the cute thing too is like one of the parents said that because we have an intentional reach to uh, youth who are on free or reduced lunch, so low-income um, households. So um, one of the one of the the little girls that, attends our, that attended our program years ago she told she went home and, and told her dad, "You know God, that program was so cool. It was like a grown up event. It was so classy, so even though we didn 't have any funding, we always made sure that we gave these youth and these families first rate first class experience right never had them somewhere in a dingy basement using old computers." It was always top top shelf.
1: Excellent, excellent. That's that's cool. I, you know, I and having that that sort of focus is going to make sure that uh, uh, they come come away with the right thing. That we're not like second,
0: you know, exactly a second thought or something. So exactly, they deserve the best. Very cool. And the other thing that I wanted to share also with our student population and who we reach out to, you know, I, I take a deeper dive. And try to find the youth who are on the fray. I try to find those C, D, and F students, or even if they're in special ed programs. You know, the ones who might be at risk of dropping out of school. Because I tell everyone, we know they're brilliant. They just haven't had that spark yet, and we're here to create that spark. In fact, some of the the program that we have, programs that we have. Um, is one, one of the things called our rural Cafe, where the kids are working together, brainstorming on a collective think tank and coming up with the concepts for the next best thing for a different company or experience that they just had. Those DNF students are the ones coming up with the most ingenious concepts, right? Right. So right. that's why I say we know they're brilliant. You know, they <laughs> just haven't had that spark.
1: Oh, that's cool. Because, you know, a lot of times a lot of times what the problem is it has more to do with not their level of thinking it has more to do with not wanting to conform to whatever the the, the rules of the road are at the time so
0: yeah exactly and well that's how i was you know that i really that is how i was and so that's why i ensured that we infused a different type of creativity in our programming
1: that's awesome i love that they, they really do that's cool the one of the things that in the um, the makeup of uh, the explanation of uh, iUrbanTeen, you have what's called the three pillars. Could you explain the three pillars of iUrbanTeen as a foundation to its strategy?
0: It's very important. You know, I I, I started that early on. When we first created it because I wanted a continuum. I wanted a continuum of something, right? So the first pillar is I engage, and that's where we first engage with the families. And, and that is via, usually via our STEM summits that we have in every city, our large STEM summit. And we partner with a college or university on that because we want to make sure that the kids felt that campus experience. They can breathe that in for a little bit, right? Um, and so that's the first point of engagement is that STEM summit. Then we have under ILEARN, we have our extended learning models and these are, they could be one day experiences or they are, they are our six to eight week after school programs that we have or our summer camps. And there's a multitude of them, right, um, to give them that exposure. The, the last pillar is the I succeed. Okay, so they've engaged, they're learning. Now, what do we do? How do we help them succeed? And that is via our, schol- our college scholarships, our college and career readiness programs. Um, we also help with, we have our iUrban University now that teaches parents and the students how to apply for college, the FAFSA, all of those, those use, uh, tools on those on that pathway to success. I keep saying that we're here to help create that yellow brick road. Uh, for these kids, but that continuum is important. And I'm really so honored that under the I Succeed, we have so many of our students who are now in college, and they stay with I team. They'll come back to see if they can help volunteer with us, or they'll share information with other uh, families that have teens. And But now they want to create their own alumni program, right?
1: Very nice. And
0: Very nice. I love that, because that's a way for them to give back and create those pathways for those students coming behind them as well. So I'm I'm really excited for this organic growth and, and organic um, creation of Irvine team.
1: That's excellent. I mean that's and that tells you the ownership that they uh, take of the program and they want to come back and create a the alumni group. So uh, yeah. yeah I like you that. know
0: I think so Stephen, I think we you know we've created such a sense of community where they feel comfortable with being there, you know, we, um, and, and they, they intrinsically trust IRB and Tina, especially the families that know we, that we intentionally have their students' best interest at heart. Um, one of the things that we also have during our, our summits, or we have our parent roundtable, and that's how we keep the engagement with the parents. And we work with the parents on how to best advocate for your child in the school system you know, what are some of the pathways that that they can pursue? What are some of the concerns that you may have, you know, with your child's education? And we also have, again, that's at a college university campus. And then we have our college university partners talk to them about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, different tracks that they have and community outreach programs that they have there at the university. So, um, so I feel that both the parents feel that we are working with them and that we're working with, with their child.
1: That's cool. No, i I would think uh, that would be a big, the, the word that comes to mind is bonus out of this is that the parents yeah. do feel like they're, they're a part of it. It's not just something that their kids do.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very, exactly.
1: Very cool. Yeah. You know, under the pillar of I learn and you already kind of mentioned a couple parts of it uh, you have a series of projects. Mm-hmm. Could you, and I had to choose a couple of them that were kind of my favorites out of them. So there's several there that are really cool. But uh, could you talk specifically about I speak, I code, and I pitch? These are my three favorites.
0: Yeah. And you picked my, well, two of them are my big favorites. The coding one is cool, but the I pitch and the I speak are my favorites. The I Speak program has nothing to do with STEM or technology, but it's more of the soft skills, the life skills, you know, for that student. So the I Speak program is basically the art of public speaking, you know, it's multi-layered. So the first tier is giving them that confidence and you could see the confidence growing in them week after week after week when they go through I Speak. So it's like, I, I Speak is like a mix of Toastmasters meets the Apollo Theater, Nice, you know, nice. meaning it's culturally centered. So we may have a call and a response out, in which it was just big in the Black community, where we are, you know, we might be commenting on them while they're doing their presentation. And they love that instant gratification. You can, you can see it, you can feel it, and it, it's a big confidence boost. But tier two of that, once they've mastered the art of, of public speaking, tier two of that is now using your voice for conflict resolution, for negotiating, for interviewing, you know, those life skills, you know, that they need to have in their arsenal into adulthood. Um, And then we also are doing a tier three, which is basically creating our own debate teams. Like after they've gone through tier one, tier two, they they can transfer over into the debate team. So that's actually one of my favorites because I love seeing how shy and introverted, nervous they are at first, but once they feel this sense of community, they feel more—they feel more free in the class, and that confidence boost. So watching them from point A to point B, the end of the program, is like night and day. You know the, their their posture changes, that engagement with the audience changes. It's 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 a beautiful thing.
1: I love it. I, I you know it's it's cool as a f- former history teacher. One of the things I used to do is I I um, had uh, my students have to sp- There would be a public speaking moment in the class, and what I did was I worked with him on how to yes, just all I wanted was them to get comfortable doing it. He would have thought I was asking people to get. I think they would have preferred taking a hundred a hundred question fill in the blank test as opposed to stand up in front of the class.
0: I know. Well, just think about you know how much confidence it gives them now to even stand up and speak and do a report in school, right?
1: Right. Right
0: you know, um, and a lot of them even want to do, a lot of them have dreams of doing podcasts or even YouTube videos. Just think about that confidence bill that they'll have with going through these techniques and even trying to do a podcast or a YouTube video or a TikTok or whatever. So it helps all the way around, you know, in my mind. The other program you asked, you talked about was the iPitch. The iPitch competition It's again, it's about ideation. It's about almost like a a hackathon in a way, but we match up teams of students. So Microsoft might have a team of six to seven iUrban teen students. Nintendo will have a group. And so annually, these companies partner with us with a cohort of our students and the companies compete against each other. So they work with the students on ideating something that that company could do. It could be a business product or it could be a community service. And so watching these kids get up and present what they came up with, and I tell the companies, don't think it through for them, just help them shape it, right? And so watching what they come up with is amazing like we've had one year we had boeing uh boeing was one of our partners and the students came up with this ingenious idea about retrofitting the old planes or they could they send because one of the students said what do you do with your old planes when they're when they're ready to die or whatever and so they said they sent it to this location in arizona whatever the kids came up with a strategy on why don't we retrofit the bathrooms from from those old planes retrofit them at a shower and make it a mobile unit that can go from homeless camp to homeless camp and have a gps tracking and i was like they had it all planned out they had the marketing strategy they had the technology and it was amazing they didn't win that year nintendo won that year (laughs) but i felt i keep going back to the boeing one because of how how much they put into that presentation you know, so every year a, a company will win. Like um, Nintendo won that year. Uh, the year after that, Kaiser Permanente won, and then last, the last one that we did was uh, Microsoft won that year. So they get the little trophy of the 2020 iPitch Champions company or whatever. It's really fun and really cool.
1: Sounds like it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. And, and so, so the representatives from the companies. Um, they, you know, they get involved and work with them. That's, that's cool. Do you have somebody who coordinates all that? I mean, it does something like, I mean, like you have somebody whose specific job is to coordinate with these companies. I mean.
0: That's what I do.
1: Uh (laughs) Aha. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. I kind of do it all. We just recently been able to hire folks on to help with I urban team, but you're looking at a woman of many hats right now. So yeah, I would be the one to reach out to the companies and, I would reach out to the companies and I get some of our council volunteers to kind of help, you know, work with the students in the, in the companies to make it all happen.
1: Awesome. I love it. That's great stuff. And I, and not to shortcut the other ones, it's just that, especially the, I, the, I speak and I pitch just really, it's just something, the skills are just really cool that are. I love those.
0: I I love them. Uh, And especially with the I pitch because watching the kids collaborate and brainstorm off of each other. I just love it.
1: Awesome. I love it. They, uh, currently, you have five locations for the program. Could you talk a little bit about how students become part of the program and do you have plans to locate in other cities?
0: Yes, we actually have. Um, we we are looking to launch post-COVID because um, everything that we do is live in-person um, collaborations with the students. I never wanted anything online but because of COVID. A lot of our programs are being postponed or canceled. So we had to shift to an online model. So right now we have a lot of online e-learning classes that students can take in the interim, but I can't wait till we get post COVID that they're back together again. So post COVID we're going to launch in New York. We are going to be based in Staten Island with the CUNY college system, but we'll have satellite groups in Harlem, Brooklyn and Queens. We're also partnering with an HBCU in Florida, Florida Memorial University. We're going to launch with them in 2022 and actually have like a week long experience where we we will have the STEM Summit on their campus. But that following week, we will take youth around to the various HBCUs for an HBCU college tour throughout Florida and then end it up with, and then end at Disney World and then they'll go back home. So I'm excited about that. But again, that's 2022, hopefully, post-COVID. We're also partnering with um, Southern University in Louisiana. We'll be launching there at their Shreveport, Shreveport, Louisiana campus. And we're also working with a group in London, London Metropolitan University, where we, we, we will launch in London as well. And so because of our grassroots um pull and, and and word of mouth buzz, we really don't have to ever do a lot of marketing. We already have families in various cities asking us to bring our programs there. Well, it costs a lot of money to bring our programs there. So we have to kind of work with who the funders are, who's gonna be able to support the program. Um, and so like right now, we're already getting the buzz out in those cities, in New York, in Florida, in Louisiana, so that when we do launch, they'll be ready to sign up and go.
1: Excellent, excellent, and I wish you well with that. That's cool. All the expansion plans you do have. This is not.
0: Oh, I dream big. I dream big. I think big. Do big. Dream big.
1: That's cool, and it's very obvious because it's like I was expecting you to say that you had like one city on the works. Nope, (laughs) a lot, (laughs) which is really cool. No,
0: no, we're gonna conquer the world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. uh, Yeah, Dina, who are your instructors, and how do you recruit and train them to work with the students? I mean, where, where do you find them?
0: Well, right now, because of all of our online content, we reach out to different, either teachers or, or experts in their certain field. And we, we reach out, we intentionally try to reach out to instructors of color, because again, to represent the student population that we have. And so, and when I say a student population, we're very inclusive. So I Urban teen has the, the intentional reach to male youth of color, but probably 50% of our, our, our teams, our students are girls. We also have youth with disabilities. So a lot of students on the autism spectrum are involved with IRB and teen. We also work with youth who are deaf. And, um, and then we have a lot of low opportunity white youth in our program. We don't turn away any child who wants to learn, especially if they're on free or reduced lunch. And so, um, yeah, I can't fathom not you know, turn, uh, turning away a child. And so anyway, so for our, our teachers on our Mindstream platform, we vet them, you know, we do the background checks and all, and then, um, and then let them craft their own online class. But when we are live, when we have our live events, we reach out to, usually it's companies that will have volunteers that'll come and teach the classes in our workshops. Or we have our extended learning after school programs. We will hire an instructor and actually do it, train the trainer, and teach them our style of teaching, you know, and working with the youth for our extended learning models.
1: Excellent, love it. This is Mm -hmm. very cool. The, uh, um, but you know, the
0: thing is too, Stephen. I just want to say that I, I think everyone knows the instructors that are on Mindstream, the instructors that teach live events, part of that vetting is their passion for working and helping with youth. Because I tell everyone that I can't have you working with IRB if you're not passionate about success pathways for these youth.
1: And that's kind of what I, I kind of, uh, you know, kind of jumped to that conclusion because I figured that uh, part of this process would be that you have to have, you probably have to have some a good in, internal energy, I would think is the way I would yeah. describe it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah
1: very very cool. The uh, you know, and you just mentioned something that I wanted to talk about. So let's let's shift to Mindstream. It, it, Mindstream is the free e-learning platform for teens. What will a visitor find here? I think it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> oh, it is cool. There's all type of it's such an eclectic mix of of things and program offerings that we have on there. You know, we have physics, we have we have math, we have the sciences, we have world exploration. Uh, we have cooking classes on Fridays. We even have um, elementary school students that will sometimes do craft classes for other elementary school students, even though our focus are middle and, and middle school and high school students. But on Mindstream, we also have offer classes for the elementary the little junior I urban teen juniors um, and um, some of the classes that are really interesting. we have a scientist out of Atlanta that does classes on there around forensic science you know around like it's like csi who done it right and so she takes (laughs) these kids on these these journeys and it's just it's just intriguing well she'll also do dissections she'll do like a cow eye she did a shark one day. I know I don't watch those. I said, you know what? That's all super cool and stuff, but I'm not going to watch that one. Right? There you
1: go. I'm, I'm with you on that.
0: The, but the kids love that gore. It's like, oh my God, they'll sign up quickly for that class. <laughs> You know, so we have, and then we also have tutoring. So if students want tutoring in math or sciences or whatever, or English or history, we have um, instructors that will uh, have special hours for them for tutoring. So we have a variety of things. We, and we also now, we have um, an African-American gentleman out of Chicago who is a chess master who is going to be offering introductory and advanced chess for us starting next week. So I'm really super excited about that as well.
1: That's, that's excellent. That's, and just as a side note, my son would be saying, could my dad join that? <laughs> he, <laughs> he likes to, uh, <laughs> he, he beats me all the time now. And he, he, <laughs>
0: Does actually, he? Okay. Oh, yeah. Then that sounds like you need to join that chess class. I think I need oh, to. I, yes. <laughs> and I forgot, we also have the languages. So we always have language arts. So we have like, we have Spanish, French, Lingala, which is an African, uh, language Lingala. Um, we had, we had, russian on there once we had um uh oh we had so many different languages and we also have american sign language who which is taught by a young woman who is deaf you know out of uh, vancouver washington and that's a favorite too oh we have a japanese class too
1: excellent the uh nice wide variety there it's a wide
0: well, variety example. wide variety of things
1: Very cool. Um, You know, one of the things that I'd like to do is kind of shift into uh, the successes that you've had, you know, in in reading the 2020 uh, impact report um, that uh, I Urban Teen that that you have on the website. It's awesome. Uh, Could you talk about your successes? I mean, you know, according to the report, it says you've served over 9,236 teens as of December 2020, and that 89% of these students participate in free or reduced lunch. Can you talk about the successes you've had?
0: Well, the success of, of that and those numbers, what I feel is our, our greatest success is the retention rate, you know, of that. We have probably around an 82% retention rate from the time students start or are introduced to us all the way until they, they stay with us through college, right, and even beyond college. So, to me, that's a huge success. And... One of the other successes, I mean, everything about this program to me, and I, it's, maybe I'm saying it because it's mine, is when I hear children, because we always, at every event that we have, at the end of the day, we ask them, what did we do right by you today? And where did we miss the mark? We really want to hear from you. And it's not adult talking to teen, it's we're, we're equals, we're, we're peers at this point. And so the the negative on on what did we where did we miss the mark is always we want more prizes. You can get more prizes. I'm going, you guys know we a nonprofit, okay? <laughs> give a give me a break. But when I hear, but, some, but there's always so many positives on what did we get right. You know, they want it to last longer. They want a two day summit, not a one day, you know. Uh, they they love the instructors, they learn so much. But when I hear, and I get emotional on this part, ah, but when I hear the students say they felt valued today, that's what that to me is a huge success. Because yes, I want them to learn about STEM and all of these opportunities, right? But more importantly, I want them to know that they belong and that they're valuable to us and that we value and honor them so when i hear that and i hear it more often than not then that's what keeps me going with this program
1: it's got to be powerful it's got to be powerful it's very
0: powerful it's very powerful and it's empowering you know um and no matter how big we become i never want to lose and i tell this to our teams and our executive councils and all i never want to lose this sense of community right i don't want to become this 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 traditional thing that is that they can't relate to anymore you know i never want that feel i always want them to feel that this is like going into their living room
1: that's great a great thought there because that you know and like you said, by the idea of the numbers of that come back, that keep coming back, the that, that keeping yeah. things is uh, would, would have to say to you that, that something's right. <laughs> so something's
0: right. I'm doing something right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Got to love it. The, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that I found when I was looking through this, that really intrigued me was you, you, there's reference to this. Can you tell us what an advisory council is and re- what role it plays?
0: Well, you know, we, in, in a perfect world, each one of our locations, and we have several, would have um, this, this um, advisory council, the executive uh, advisory council, and what we call an iHub, which is which is another layer of folks that are helping to volunteer. They're volunteering at events. They're helping with the outreach, et cetera. But that executive advisory council in each city our C-suite level executives in the different STEM sectors that we focus on, in the sciences, in technology, in engineering, and in manufacturing. The M for manufacturing for us, is, is for the, for the M instead of using it for math, we use manufacturing because math is interwoven in everything else anyway, right? right. And so these executives can, they, they can get their employees to help volunteer with us, They can have their their employees help do outreach for us. They can help create internship opportunities at their companies. And they can also help make sure that we're giving the latest cutting edge industry information to these students. They also help with funding that local chapter, you know, funding an event or et cetera. Um, And the other thing that they do, which is more important too, is they know that at some point when that student graduates high school, goes to college, they can come knock on their door and they're opening, they'll are opening. they network with that youth to help them succeed. So that's that tie-in. And when I talk about pathways, it's a true pathway.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. That's that's very cool. Cause that being able to make those connections and then be able to, you know, still say, hi, I don't know if you remember me or not. Hey, hey yeah. Exactly. I remember
0: you. exactly. All they have to say is I urban team, you know, and that's it. They there's that instant connection because also often, these families don't have those type of connections like that right like a lot of other families from the dominant cultures you will usually have connections like that can help them succeed and so we're building that into iurban teen you know those connections that these students can have we also work with the youth on how do you create those connections how do you network you know with these executives, so yeah so i'm I'm just using all of my background and all of my my network and all of that to help kind of just mesh it into i urban team hey,
1: that's that is so awesome because that's you know just the skill that you just talked about because you know like one of the things that uh, it comes out of networking and all of that is that you know when you go to try and get a job or you're trying to get into a college or you're trying to do whatever it is you're trying to do. You know, kids will often discover that, um, like we all discover that, if I only knew somebody, you know, and exactly. uh, and you're helping them learn how to know somebody and be able to take advantage of that. So it's cool.
0: Well, one of the things I always tell them that that old adage is, you know, it's 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 not what you know, it's who you know, right? But it's also who knows you, right? And so some of our star students that these executives have been watching, you know. They're like sure hires into their companies once they graduate college or trade school or you know whatever it is that they're doing community college, because they are they're jumping out there they're being visible and people see them so it's a, a really um, dynamic um, mix of things that we're doing.
1: I, I love it. That's that is just, just everything that you got going here is just such a cool. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say cauldron of, you know, just, it's all great stuff. That's all mixed together. That's going to um, keep, I, I imagine carry with them to whatever, wherever the, their travels, take them. So good, good stuff. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, could you explain something else that I discovered is I'm, I'm learning more about it. Teen is that you have something called the I urban teen scholarship. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about that a little
0: bit. Well, again, another, and that's under our, I succeed pillar as well. That, that scholarship opportunity. And again, everything that we were doing was so grassroots. We just started getting funding like last year, thanks to a lot of our, our partners. But uh, what I did every year in Vancouver, Washington, I would have a Dr. Martin Luther King breakfast and it started to become like the biggest cultural event thing there in Vancouver, our elected officials would show and all that. We even had Congressman John Lewis uh, come and he spoke at our breakfast. No one could believe it, but we did it, you know. But I used the proceeds from that event to fund our scholarship fund. That's how we were doing it. And so we send the word out. In fact, we're going to do another announcement next week, another announcement for this year's scholarships. But I think the first year we were able to give like $5,000 worth of scholarships. So we gave out five $1,000 scholarships. The next year, it increased, so we had like 10,000, you know, and so every year, it gets, it's higher and higher, so this year, we're going to be giving away about $25,000 worth of scholarships. First priority um, is for our Iurban uh, teen students, you know, to apply and, and apply for the grant for the scholarship. If we don't get enough of our Ironman teen students apply, then we open it up to other students with the, with the priority of them being on free or reduced lunch. You know, one of the other interesting things that we're doing now is called the Bridge the Gap program, where it's actually kind of a slush fund for some of our students, because again, so many are coming from free or reduced lunch that if they're going to college out of state, they have to pay airfare to get there, I don't know how many laptops I've bought for students who are going to college because the parents asked, you know, um, is there any discount computers? You know, so we just end up buying them. So this slush fund will be for those families that can help offset the cost to, for for airfare to get the student to the schools and for a laptop type of thing. So I'm really excited about that too. It's called Bridge the Gap.
1: That's excellent. That's, uh, that's, and that the name fits because those types of things, you know, those are those un, uh, uh, not undisclosed, but those, those things that happen that you go suddenly, oh, didn't realize I was going to have to have yeah, that. People don't
0: think about that. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: Yeah. And so again, anything that we can do to help on that success, you know, path for them, we, we try to f- do, we try to bridge that gap.
1: Excellent. I love it. Yeah.
0: Dina, you know, we're
1: we're coming close to finishing up now. And uh, one of the things that uh, I wanted to, to get a chance to talk about before we, uh, get into the last couple questions is um one of the topics that you speak on is recruiting diverse talent and Mm -hmm. you know this this is the time of the year when school systems and such are recruiting um, teachers trying to find and in this unique world that we're in now with the uh the the help of the pandemic and all that it makes it even more interesting but uh could you take some time to talk about uh this with us you know the idea of recruiting diverse talent i mean let's let's also uh you know, lean towards it, you know the topic of education because that's kind of where I'm going here. Is that how do how do how are we going to f- focus on uh, recruiting a little more diversity in the in the talent pool there
0: for teachers? You mean for it? Yes. And, and, yes. Oh, well, you know, I really focus on STEM. However, you know, I was part of a uh, an initiative with the Smithsonian out of DC and Shell Oil a few years back where they were looking at how could we create more opportunities for black STEM teachers, you know? And they reached out to me because I have this pipeline of students in I teen, which we really weren't teaching them or exposing them to how do you become teachers, you know, and all. But then it was, okay, the STEM teaching piece. Um, but I feel that with, with the teaching, with teaching, you still need to start young. With trying to engage uh, folks of color into looking at being, being teachers because we truly do need them. I think back on when I was going through school, I didn't have any teachers of color, none, zero. And if you ask certain students now, they still have not had any teachers of color, you know, that they've worked with. And I feel that especially for our, our young black male students, just the dynamic of seeing a teacher that looks like you in the third, fourth, fifth grade Can make a huge change in your trajectory in school. I really do feel that. So, I really feel that we really need to get more elementary school teachers of color, you know, all through the different grades, but I think elementary school, because somewhere around the third grade is when students of color start feeling different because how people are reacting to them, how teachers are reacting to them, you know, so we really do need to diversify that pipeline. Um but I would say because again, I don't specialize in in, in, in diversity and education, even though I have worked with with different teacher different conferences for teachers on implicit bias and its effects on students of color. You know I've done that a lot. Um, so I would say for them, just like I would say to corporations that I, that I work with on diversity recruitment and and outreach is first understand your reasons why, really understand why it's important for this type of diversity, not just like, well, everybody's seeing it, so I guess we got to do it. No, know your why first, right? Get embedded, get entrenched with that why, and then you start reaching out to different, different HBCUs, different high schools starting sharing the whole profession with them just like how i do with i Urban teen you know and be intentional about it i have a new program called i engineer that we're launching fairly, fairly soon in fact we have a meeting today with a lot of the corporations who want to partner and take the pledge and it's about creating intentional pathways for black students to become engineers and we picked black students because All the data shows that there has been a huge decline with with Black community members graduating with engineering degrees, you know, more so than any other group. So that's why it has this intentionality. And it's really, when you look at the the framework that we're setting this in, it is intentional. And I tell these companies, when when you're talking about the lack of diversity in the engineering field you know, and you're still not getting the outcomes that you want, let me show you what intentionality looks like, right? And it looks like this. So the same thing with with the different schools, school districts, is know your why, and then create an intentional accountability roadmap to diversify.
1: Cool. Excellent. Thank you. that's
0: probably more than what you needed, but uh, no, 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 no. Actually, it
1: gives you good, uh, good thoughts. I mean, you know, um, and so I I appreciate it. Uh, Dina, we're, we're we're now real close to finishing. And if someone wanted to connect further with you or learn more about iUrbanTeen, where would you send them?
0: Well, you know, we can, we're easy to find. You just go to www.iUrbanTeen, like teenager.org. Or they can look at our online e-learning platform at www.mindstream.online. Very easy, and they can also look me up, Dina Pureau, and everything. Do a Google search, you'll see everything i urban teen.
1: Excellent, and which I did, by the way. And it, yes, it is all there, so.
0: <laughs> all over there.
1: <laughs> and I'll have I'll have that uh, those websites in my show notes so that uh, people can go there to uh, find that information as well. So uh, wonderful. So, Dana, last two questions, and these are just questions I asked my guests, and the first one goes like this. When things get difficult or there are too many issues all coming at once and you want to quit, how do you overcome those feelings and keep going?
0: Well, that's a good one um, because I'm always overwhelmed by things. But I, for me, I have to just stop and pause and take a deep breath. And then I strategize on the priority of the issues. And I'm silent with it. I don't take a lot of emails. I don't take phone calls. I try to get this structured and organized. Um, And for me, because I am like the uh, poster child for ADHD, which is my superpower, I'm able to do a multitude of things at the same time. But I still can get overwhelmed by that. So that's when I have to stop pause, sit back and visualize which way to go now. But the thing that I always will do is I will keep going. I don't just stop and quit, you know? When things get hard, to me, that's a challenge. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna face this challenge head on and make it happen. Yeah, so that's the difference. And I think people that, um, that, that don't have that stick-to-itiveness, is when things get scary and and hard, they kind of just stop or they freeze. I never freeze. Or if there's something that's happening that emotionally is traumatizing, I will stop, I will go into that valley, I will think about what did I learn from this? How can I tweak this? How can I improve upon this so that we don't go through, through this again? And then I move on, right? I have no fear of failing. In fact, I don't even believe in the word. You know, I, I think that everything is a, a learning opportunity.
1: Excellent thoughts, excellent advice, excellent ideas. I appreciate that because we all need, I think we all need from time to time to hear how other people deal with it when it's all coming at us and we want to quit. I think that's good stuff. So thank you for sharing. Last question I have for you, it goes like this. Do you have a teacher in your past a teacher who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it and what would you say if given the chance to say thank you?
0: Hmm. You know, I, I honestly do not have any teacher that stood out, which was unfortunate because I was, I think, kind of invisible in a lot of the classes. So no one really took a special interest in me. And there's so many students that are like that, right? But I would say looking at teachers, my best teacher was my mother. The lessons learned on life that she gave me that at the time I really wasn't listening to. Now that she's gone, I think back and I say, thank you.
1: That's excellent. Excellent. Thank you. I'm sorry that... uh, a teacher in the classroom didn't pop out, but that's, that's awesome. The power of your mother there. So good stuff. Well, um, that
0: shows for teachers how they can make an impact, right? Yes. Look at that child, the quiet one in the room, the one who looks disengaged. How can you engage with them? How can you make them feel special?
1: I understand that. I'm, I was, I was very quiet in the classroom. I was one who, I many teachers, I would wonder if they even knew that I was in their classroom. <laughs> that's what I felt. That's how, that's
0: how I felt, right? Yep, I didn't yep. feel that. So that's why, Stephen, oh, when, when the kids in my program say they felt valued, that's why it hits me a special way. Because I think through school, all I wanted to feel was, you see me, you value me. And I didn't get that.
1: the great thing is you're giving them value and you're seeing them, the kids that you're working with now. So
0: yes, amen. Yes, I am. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Awesome. Well, Dina, thank you so much for talking with me today. I urban teen is an amazing endeavor and you're definitely making a positive impact and definitely a difference. Uh, Wishing you the best in all that you do.
0: Thank you so much for having me here today and you have a fantastic week.
1: Teaching learning leading K-12 is excited to be a member of voice ed radio voice ed radio. Your voice is right.